Hi, everybody. This is the Funeral Science Podcast, a podcast about funeral science. I'm Ben, and I will be your funeral scientist for today. Okay, funeral scientists, on episode two, we talked about the logical fallacy of appeal to authority. In this episode, we are going to discuss another logical fallacy known as the argument from personal astonishment. As a reminder, logical fallacies are errors in our own thinking when filtering information. By continuing to identify different types, we will increase our ability to become better funeral scientists. So what is the argument from personal astonishment? This logical fallacy occurs when the listener refuses to accept new information because it contradicts their personal beliefs or scope of understanding of the subject. For example, if an embalming chemical releases a new fluid to the market and it is immediately dismissed by some because they don't understand how the chemical is supposed to work or because they believe that the way they handle the particular embalming condition addressed by the chemical is the best or only way. However, that does not mean we should also automatically accept any new products as infallible. We would be then falling for a different logical fallacy known as the appeal to novelty. So how do we avoid it? The answer is simple. Instead of dismissing it because you don't understand it, learn more about it from a reputable source, which could also include asking the individual making the claim to explain it more in depth. As we discussed in the Appeal to Authority episode, if a person making a claim can present facts that stand on their own without their name attached to it, there is a good chance those facts are accurate. Further. Verifying information from other reputable sources on a topic has a twofold effect. You can either better understand why the claim may be true or create a better basis as to why it might be false. While it is important that we recognize when our disbelief might be unfounded, it is also important to suss out bad ideas as well. As Carl Sagan said, it is important to keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. Now for this episode's listener question, where do blood and chemicals drain during embalming go? The short answer is down the drain. The long answer is also down the drain with an explanation of what happens next. When embalmers introduce embalming chemicals into the vascular system, because of the pressure applied, blood is displaced from the capillaries and drained from a vein. The main chemical used for preservation is formaldehyde, and while inside the body, the formaldehyde undergoes a chemical reaction in which it cross-links proteins on a nitrogen atom. When this reaction occurs, what is known as a methylene bridge is produced, as well as water. This will continue until all of the formaldehyde inside the body is gone. However, a significant portion of drainage during embalming contains unreacted formaldehyde as well as blood and other body fluids. This all goes down the drain. 
As far as the biological waste goes, it really is no different than what we send down the toilet or kitchen sink. As for the formaldehyde, it will react with any protein source it encounters such as bacteria or other biological wastes. But where does it go from there? We know that the water that comes from our faucet isn't supposed to contain biohazards or chemical waste, so what happens? In the United States, water is cleaned in four steps when it reaches a water treatment plant. First, chemicals are added to the water to bind with dirt and dissolved particles in a process called flocculation. And flocculation is also a cool band name. It creates a large coagulated mass called flock. This flock is heavy and sinks to the bottom of the tank. The settling of the flock is step two in the process, and this step is called sedimentation. The third step is filtration. Once the flock has settled, the clear water from the top goes through filters made of sands, charcoal, and gravel to remove bacteria, dust particles, viruses, and chemicals. The final step is disinfection. The filtered water has chlorine added to kill any parasites, bacteria, viruses, and other germs. Fluorine is also added to prevent tooth decay. So there you have it. That's where our water and drainage from embalming goes. Now for something good that's happening. Art-O-Medics is a medical media company that offers free digital anatomy decks. This is of particular interest to us funeral scientists because the latest series is facial muscles that are studied as part of our restorative art curriculum. You can find Artomedics, that is spelled A-R-T-O-M-E-D-I-C-S, by following their Facebook page, Instagram page, and visiting the link in their bio. I will also provide a link to their website in the show notes. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, do you have a question for me to answer? Send your questions to ben at morktracker.com. That's B-E-N at M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R.com with the subject line podcast question. Are you or someone you know doing something that promotes education, equality, or otherwise raises awareness about an issue in funeral service? Please send me information about it to ben at morttracker.com. That's B-E-N at M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R.com with the subject line, A Good Thing is Happening. And that ends with an exclamation mark, so be sure to include that. Otherwise, I'm not going to read it. Um, finally, you can follow me at morttracker. That's M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R on Instagram for more information on funeral science. So that's it, everybody. I'll see you later.